goodness what's it feel like to be in the studio in the studio i'm back i'm back that's right folks good to be back in studio 22 we're in the mothership and uh, we're gonna upload all the information you need today most of it's gonna be absolutely useless because the news will change in the next 24 hours (laughs) but in the meantime we'll give you our opinions on it i can tell you this this will not change this is unequivocal um I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the team here at The Blaze. I'm thankful for the folks that listen to this show, watch this show, that choose. You know, a lot of times people will meet me at live shows. We had a great time uh, Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving, up at the Mule Barn, Justin, Texas. We had a little party up there. Full band deal. It was great. And uh, I run into people all the time at the live shows, and they're like, you know, I've been watching you since this, or, you know, I saw you see you in the truck or whatever. And, you know, we tune into the podcast, and I always joke with people. I say, yeah, I'm a good time waster. Like, I, I thank you for letting me waste your time. I, I, and I say that tongue-in-cheek. I hope it's not a waste of your time. Uh, we work pretty hard to try to put a show up every day and um, travel a lot of miles to do it. And, yeah, and you guys are faithful to, to be a part of this family, so I'm thankful that uh, how many shows have we done now, Brandon? How many episodes have we done? Are we, do we ever hit the 900 mark? 902. 902? Yeah. Put numbers on. It only up. took five years to do it here. <laughs> it no, that's, took, pretty good, that's pretty good numbers. 200 a year is pretty solid. Yeah. It only took five, five years. Um, and then, of course, the Chad Brather show was a part of, uh, I was a part of another network prior to coming over here to what was CRTV and then immediately it became The Blaze. Um, and it's, it's amazing how much talking I have done in, in the last, I don't know, seven, eight years or whatever, but it's, uh, you've been a part of it and I'm thankful for it. And, uh, we, uh, we just, we're just happy that you keep listening. So anyway, I'm glad to be back in the studio. It feels better being back in the studio. I mean, that lighting though, with the Christmas tree behind me last week was on point. It was mighty festive, yeah. It was tight. I mean, that's a pit of pathetic Christmas tree. <laughs> you know, it's that one you got to put a lot of ornaments on that darn thing. Well, you got, I mean, you got all of December to fatten it up. Yeah, but I won't. You know why? <laughs> so I just light it up so my neighbors can see it. Okay. Like through the window. That's it. I don't, because I don't, then I'm like, I, like the other day I walked past a bunch of Christmas ornaments out in the garage and I was like, I may not even put them on because I got a couple of trees up. Mm hmm. And I've wrapped, I've now got my Defender, my Land Rover Defender 110, my, my antique vintage right, Land right. Rover. Got some Christmas lights on the top now. <laughs> there you go. You're I'm becoming a very different person as I get older. Yeah, I'm apocalypse in style, though. You're ready to celebrate the holidays and the end of the world. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I don't know if you guys uh, have seen this or not, but you, you guys are a bunch of bigots out there, honestly, for celebrating Christmas. Canada says so. Canada's got a human rights commission. Could, you know, I like what that uh, that president-elect Millet in Argentina has decided to do. He's just ripping all the agencies out. At least it's he a, says he is. I mean, it's amazing what you can theoretically do when you decide to do it. Yeah. You know, as the leader of your country. Yeah. Let's just get rid of all of these agencies and commissions. Canada, of course, Canada has a human rights commission that suggests Christmas and Easter holidays amount to, quote, Systemic religious discrimination. That's right. Um, it's religious intolerance, folks. Uh, they, uh, it's a federally funded human rights watchdog that funds this paper 
and uh, made little secret of its ultimate little secret of its ultimate aim, underscoring that Canada must work towards the eradication of such so-called religious intolerance. God forbid. Ah, uh, this. Uh, you know, um, that commission is comprised of this. This will shock everyone when they hear it. It's 77 percent female. <laughs> oh, these girls, these girls, they ain't getting none at home. So what are they doing? They're coming after the Christ child. That's what happens. Um, they um, they're going after it. <laughs> they call it systemic faithism. <laughs> Because that's what's, that's what's cr- just critically wounding the world as we know it, is you people of Christian faith. That's what's doing it. You extremists. Where are my extreme Baptists out there? Uh, I guess there are some. Westboro Baptist Church, which ain't nothing Baptist about them. I, one of them OG extreme ones. But also yeah. in, Can- in Canada, don't they do like the Muslim calls to prayer now over the yeah. loudspeaker? They do. Like five times a day? They do. Um but uh, religious intolerance is what they said can materialize in many ways from microaggressions to lack of accommodation and acceptance of religious practices. Uh, that intolerance is allegedly deeply rooted in Canada's identity as a settler colonial state. There it is. There it is, you bunch of colonialists. And it manifests itself in present day systemic religious discrimination. Makes you want to pray, doesn't it? Makes you want to just put your crucifix on and march around and just be a Bible thumper. Just to piss those gals off. Just go around thumping that Bible, singing uh, joy to the world, you know. But, um, yeah, discrimination against religious minorities in Canada. That's what they're called now, religious minorities. Uh, They're uh, grounded in Canada's history of colonialism. The history manifests itself in present-day systemic religious discrimination. Obvious example is statutory holidays in Canada related to Christianity, like Christmas and Easter. Ah, they're the only Canadian statutory holidays linked to a religious holy day. You know what? Just work that day. Y'all should write more papers. You don't have to take a holiday. You have to celebrate anything. You don't have to, you know, be have an advent calendar. Nothing like that. So what happens as a result, they say, is non-Christians may need to request special accommodations. See, that's what it always comes down to. Special accommodations. Let's call them what they are. Religious reparations. How about that? Let's put it into perspective. Uh, They need those special accommodations to observe their holy days and other times of the year where their religion requires them to abstain from work. Uh, Whatever it takes to get out of work, right? There it is. Um, at least I got to respect Kwanzaa. I mean, at least Kwanzaa did it about the same time of the year. I mean, you know what? I'm actually completely fine if they want to make more federal holidays. Yeah. I don't really care who they give them to, but if they want to give us more days off, yeah. I'm not going to complain. Go I'll for it. I'll take a day off for Juneteenth. That yeah. ain't religious, but I'll you take wanna, it off. Let's knock a few more Mondays off the calendar. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, Hanukkah's legit. Right? I got 12 days. Yeah, we should get at least a few of those off. Which reminds me, we will be black for the last, we'll be dark, I should say. Last. <laughs> Kwanzaa made me say black. Don't pay attention we'll to me. We'll be African American the last two weeks of December. That's right. Yeah. We're going to be, we're gonna be uh, the dark continent between the 16th <laughs> and the 31st, I think. Um, I don't know what date exactly, but the second two weeks of Christmas. Or I, no, I shouldn't say that. That's religiously discriminating when I say Christmas <laughs> of December. I don't know. There's probably some... 
you know, December was named for some Greek mythological whatever, and you now we're going to have to, well, at least we're honoring that religion. But uh, so anyway, I've spent way too much time on this topic, but it fascinates me how people are consistently manufacturing freaking oppression and just more victimhood. I did a video, I posted it on social media this morning, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, need to put it on Twitter, uh, X, um, where I just basically said, you guys out there that think the universe is against you, the universe, the universe is not personal. The universe is not moral. It's not immoral. There, there's nothing about the universe that's out to get you. You people talk about karma and, you know, yin and yang and what goes around comes around and, oh, the, you know, listen, here's the deal. What you put into your life is what you're going to reap. There's no doubt about that. But the universe ain't out to get you. So I'm just saying, we got these people out here who are doing this kind of stuff and saying, oh, we just got to change the way everybody thinks so that we can have our fair shake too and have our days off and have our holy days that we're going to create or whatever. Take them, have them, knock yourself out, whoopie doopie doo. Let's have them. But, but this manufactured oppression of saying, oh, this universe is out here to, to hurt all of us out here, and especially if we've, we're now we're creating minorities, like faithism, like this, this intolerant faithism. Oh, people are being persecuted by all these church folks. I mean, these, these folks that I went, I went to, um, what's it called? Lone Star Lights. Lone Star Lights was a light farm. You know, that's the big thing. Now, if you got some land, slap your ass up some lights, bring in the food trucks, and you will make a fortune. Get yourself a half-drunk, redneck Santa Claus to stand around for pictures and tr trot those kids through there. Get you an animatronic reindeer and all the kettle corn, big fat pretzels, and turkey legs you can put on the property, and you will make a mint. Get you some frozen snow, like some manufactured stuff. Get you a snowblower and freeze the shit out of those kids and charge $50 a head to walk through them lights. Hey, I got to give it to them. I go every year. I'm fascinated by this stuff. It's phenomenal, dude. We went to a new one. Normally, we go to uh, Santa's Wonderland or whatever in College Station. I think that's the name. I love that. And I like that one because they got beer. This one, Lone Star Lights, is in Riverside, Texas. Go check it out. Like, this is an old church camp. And they got zip lines, and it's like all the stuff you do at the church camp, but now it's got lights on it. <laughs> There's a ropes course. I was like, I, was, I sat out there under the ropes course just because they send those kids out with those, you know, they got the two hooks on the line that's connected to them. And so if you go from one course to the next, you're supposed to hook onto this one, then unhook off of this one. I said, I'm going to stand around here and watch an eight-year-old fall because it's going to happen. They're going to be up for the next 30 days. The kid's coming down off that thing. But I'm watching this stuff, and I'm like, I, like, I, I walked around. I never at any time felt like it, that, that the light farm was being intolerant to anybody. <laughs> like, that never crossed my mind. The only thing that pissed me off is they discriminated against those like me who like a little alcohol with their family entertainment. No beer. Nothing. There's a church camp. They stayed true to their priorities. I don't know. I should have snuck in a flask. I got halfway there and got pissed off because I realized where I was going and realized I didn't put a flask in a truck. You were they, you got ill prepared. It's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, son of a bitch. I can't believe no one else snuck any in. <laughs> but I didn't feel any religious intolerance, y'all. <laughs> I was at Lone Star Lights, man. A hundred acres of fantasy wonderland out there with. You know, I felt like Clark Griswold got released out on the property. To <laughs> 
you know <laughs> they had a petting zoo out there they had a pig and deer and a goat and some sheep it's fantastic man and chicken leg them turkey legs which i find disgusting when you eat that big old two by four turkey leg and i love turkey meat but that's just gross gross but anyway, Canada's got it all figured out, man. They've manufactured some more stuff, man, just to remind you that the universe is against you. It's not, but hell. Uh, kids, by the way, we're going to go to a break. I want to talk about this in the next deal. Kids are now using AI to create sexual images of their classmates. What'd you think was going to happen? Seriously. What did you think was going to happen? When I was in third grade... I got caught passing a note to a buddy of mine where I had drawn a picture of a naked girl. <laughs> Third grade. That's where my brain was. I wish I had that picture to this day. Do you know what I could auction that off for? Frame that sucker? Heck yeah. Got caught, though. Had to take it home, let my mom sign it. And she did. Just made me sick. Now you got AI? You got AI? I got, I got certain friends out there that there's, they're, they're like, man, my son's always in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. How old is he? 13? Yeah. Yeah, he got some real clean hands. Trust me. Um, and you go turn them loose with AI, and they say, oh, you got to educate your kids when it comes to AI. <laughs> you better get it away from them. Because what do you think is going to happen? Anyway, this is happening, though. This is happening. And... Um, I mean, again, if, if U.S., U.K., which is really happening in the U.K. in a bad way, uh, you can't have or possess, you can't create any child sex abuse material. We know that. Even if it's made with AI, it's illegal. But the AI-generated images currently in question are not cartoon depictions, but photorealistic images that could pass as professional photos, according to uh, someone there in the U.K. Uh, this is not a theoretical risk. It's something we are seeing here and now. We must see measures put in place to prevent the abuse of this technology. Yeah, pull the freaking plug. I mean, my gosh. I mean, listen, my cell phone can't even understand my accent when I try to talk to text, but we got AI that can launch a nuclear bomb and paint your third, third grader in a nude. I mean, what do you think is going to happen with this nonsense? It's terrible. Golly. You know, I said to you guys, I heard Glenn Beck talk about this morning, talking about how AT&T is spying on everybody. And the federal government spying on everybody. If you got an AT&T phone, they're recording trillions of conversations. Yeah, that's good. I told people that that was coming. I told people it was happening. And people said, that's not happening. You're a conspiracy theorist. It's happening. Well, that's why I like to partner with Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They're not spying on you. They've got values. They've got exceptional service. Um, and uh, they put their cause and their values ahead of profits. That's why I'm proud to partner with them. And I have for a long time. So starting today, Patriot Mobile is extending their Black Friday deal to the Every Friday Matters deal, and you can get a free smartphone when you switch today. Patriot Mobile offers the dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to. You get to pick, but you don't have to fund the left, and you don't have to be spied on. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, veterans, first responders. All the things you claim to value. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. You can, you, you can get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile for a limited time. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Chad. Give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. Use promo code FRIDAY76. FRIDAY76. Again, free smartphone with promo code FRIDAY76. Limited time offer. Join me. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com. FRIDAY76. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, there's a little segment we like to do from time to time. We would do it more often, but we get so much hate for it, and we just welcome it. Um, It's a little segment we call the gayest shit you've ever seen, folks. There it is. Yeah. I love the rainbow poop splatters. Um, Oh, hell, just play the clip. Just started reading the Quran and I am so excited about it. People thought when I first asked that I just wanted to read it out of curiosity, but I want to read it to study it. I started following somebody on social media that (laughs) teaches the Quran and hosts a Quran book club for Muslims and non-Muslims. So I'm really excited to start going to that. She was describing the chapter of the bee and that just blew my mind. Like the way that she describes things and the way that the Quran describes things actually makes sense to me. And also, did you know that Allah is beyond gender? Did you know that actually scholars believe that there are two Qurans, the Quran mm-hmm. of nature and the Quran, the actual book. And did you know that each chapter is named after a natural phenomenon? I just, I don't know. This whole book is just blowing my mind and I am so excited. I got sticky notes so that I could mark out things that I was, ex- that I was drawn to. And uh, I'm not even through the first chapter and <laughs> I already have a bunch of sticky notes. I'm definitely going to have to buy more tabs. I'm honestly having a whole revolution with myself where the way that I describe the universe and the things that I believe in are actually described in the Quran of believing in Allah and I I've never thought that I believed in God before and now I'm really having a revolution of self of I think I actually believe in God if you've been curious I really recommend it there are a lot of people who are converting there's a lot of people who are reading it I'm not saying I'm going to convert I'm not saying that I wouldn't um and I don't know I just I know that this is exactly what I need right now I just wanted to say thank you and just point out how excited I am Oh, yeah. Now, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen that clip, that's a biological male uh, with a very clear mustache uh, and a very high voice talking well, Chet, about. Is, is that a male? Because I actually, I'm actually pretty sure that's a woman trying to be a man. <sighs> but this is the point we've gotten to. See, I think it's a biological male. I posted that video on, I don't know. Because you're uh, right. That, I, I'm, I'm not sold either way, to be honest. <laughs> There's something about, like, I can tell when the biological females are trying to grow facial hair. I can tell. And there's two things that give it away on that particular video. One, when, when, when females try to grow the facial hair, it never quite grows in the right spot. Okay? That person, like a Dylan Mulvaney, like, it's very clear where the shadow is. Like, it's very male, the pattern of the hair. The second thing is, that mofo don't know how to put makeup on at all. All right? And the fact that he had that much rouge or whatever that crap is on his face, so splotchy and so beat up like that, tells me he's trying to be female. But again, again, it's a very confused person who, I don't know if you guys understand the way... um, uh, dogmatic Islam works, but uh, you don't just hand anybody doesn't just handle a copy of the Quran. Okay, um, the fact that that person—I mean, that's that's a death sentence to some people already. You know, some—I mean, forget the fact what we talked about last segment about religious intolerance on the part of people who celebrate Christmas and the systemic faithism. This person, if they go, you know, travel to Mecca. 
uh, they're going to find out real quick what uh, systemic faithism is all about. I'm not saying I'm going to convert, but I'm not saying I'm not going to either. I'm so excited. I so excited. So at this point, you're not you're not even serious. I mean, you're completely disingenuous. We all know the result of what would happen to this person, but they paraded out here. And like, I have to look at that and be like, come on, it's got to be parody. Right. Nobody's that dumb, Brandon. I'm back to my words, my stance where it's like, how serious does that person expect us to take them? Yeah. Am I supposed to really believe you're having a religious revival and you're going to go convert to fundamental Islam? Because I kind of doubt that once you figure out the specifics. Right. Like, I get you read, like, uh, an it, you know, an idiot's guide to, to Islam, you know, from your local library, but, like... I just don't understand how serious I'm supposed to take these people. Like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, you read the paragraph on Wikipedia about Islam. That's yeah. great. Now you believe in God. Okay, well, now let's find out what God thinks about how you live <laughs> because then then I'd like to get a real reading. Like, how serious do you now expect me to take you now that you know they would throw you off a roof? I, I agree with this. Yeah. Because the practitioners of said faith are not going to be so accepting of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you read Islamic poetry for dummies, but <laughs> I mean, you know, every, every, I mean, you can get in the Psalms. There's some pretty poetic, encouraging things in the Psalms. And is that going to make you convert to Christianity or maybe Judaism? Because again, those represent both faiths. I mean, what, what are we going to find here? I mean, you pick and choose. Do your own eisegesis and add your feelings into what it is you're reading. That doesn't mean the takeaway is going to have very fruitful results for you. <laughs> so anyway, I posted it on uh, I posted that on my Instagram. I think it's at about three hundred and something thousand views now, just on that Instagram reel. Nice. Um, yeah. Also, just it's very funny to see the trans community try and make Islam trendy. It's, I didn't. I didn't see that coming, but I. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. Right? I mean, it's, sometimes these things sort themselves out. They're doing Alex's. They're doing the gays for Palestine meme. <laughs> they're literally doing the meme. <laughs> well, what was the shirt he had? Homos for Hamas. Homos for Hamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, you can go to chatonblaze.com and do some <laughs> cyber shopping today. Uh, I'll tell you more about that in another segment. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't have the homos for Hamas shirt, but we've got some other fun shirts over there. Uh, what was the one we just did that we love so much? We got unvaxxed sperm donor shirts now. Unvaccinated sperm donor, yep. which is the one we talked about over that clip two weeks ago. Yes, sir. We got it. It's ready God, to I go. got to order one of those. Yeah. I we gotta I got, get one of those. Damn I, it! I got one for you. I got one for you. What? One of the shirts? I got one for oh, you. Oh, you got one? Yeah. Fantastic. I thought you had another idea. I was like, I no. want to hear it. <laughs> Unvaccinated sperm donor. I can't wait to wear that at the Kroger in the Woodlands, Texas. Those old people ain't. You know, I'll wear stuff in there just to try to trigger people, just because. And people just smile and kind of high five me, you know? I can, it, because there's some pretty there's some pretty liberal cuck folks over there. But I, I posted that person, the TikToker, about the, you know, I, I might convert to Islam. I don't know. Uh, and I said what I referred, because I didn't say he or she. Because these days you don't know. And again, now you're getting in trouble for misgendering people and his hate speech. And they're cracking down. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. But I said, how did I describe uh, him, her? I said... Um, 
I said, uh, this mustachioed carton of soy. <laughs> I think it sums it all up nicely. Oh, my gosh. People, people are mad at me because I got hit. Dude, the trolls have been ridiculous on my social media. And, like, I, like, I don't know if I was, like, in my feels this week, but I like, people were pissing me off. Just because it's like, I'm all for debate. I'm all for disagreement. Let's have some. But to have a genuine conversation built on something other than the fact that you simply don't like me. And therefore, I mean, like, if I say, you know, the sky is blue, you're going to say, the sky is red. And you're, you're a bigot. I, okay. Just, but give me a genuine conversation here. But I wanted to slap people, man. And so CJ said to me yesterday, because I like to take screenshots of the things I say to him. And because uh, to me, they're just funny, dude. It's just, I have a good time. And CJ said, Chad, there is a thing called the high road. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Not in my world. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in nice. I believe in kindness. I believe in generosity. I believe in graciousness. I believe in a little bit of empathy. But just because, listen, I, 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 and just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I don't have empathy for you. I may have, I may have empathy. I may feel sorry for you in some kind of way. Like, wow, this person may be struggling with something. But you know what? Nice is a bullshit word. I don't believe in nice. Because truth isn't nice. There's no such thing as nice truth. And by the way, up until the age, up until the, the century of the 1600s, the word nice meant ignorant. It was actually an insult to call somebody nice prior to the, to the 17th century. So um, it wasn't a good term. It, it, it literally comes from the Latin, which means to be without knowledge, to be ignorant. So people who just are nice, we're nicing ourselves to hell is what we're doing because that's the whole deal. That's why, you know, so-called Christians out there that are being published in the New York Times and stuff are so palatable to the left because they're not freaking saying anything. These so-called people who write for Christianity today and stuff like that. So when we call people out like this and say, listen, that's ludicrous. They say, well, you could be kind. You don't have to make fun of them. Bullshit. <laughs> no, because, again, you pushed it too far. Again, we were all fine with the tolerance and the taking care. You know, hey, you do your life. You do your thing. But then we kept getting, you kept cramming it down our throats. You kept literally cramming it down our throats. And so now what we're going to do is we're just going to mock the hell out of you. Because, again, that's got to be parody, that person. And And the... <laughs> Damn it, I didn't get into the second gayest shit you've ever seen. We'll do it in the next segment. Son of a bitch. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I'm in my feels, guys. Come on. Oh, the unthinkable is here, folks. Our most trusted institutions now deceive us boldly every day. Something's clearly wrong. Time is short to become more self-reliant and secure the future for your family. I want you to act today with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest preparedness company. They're more than equipped to stock your shelves. Their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfast, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. And right now, $200 off. Get over 2,000 calories every day. Add the water, heat, and then eat. It's delicious. Get one for every member of your family. Everybody's got to have a three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go now to preparewithchad.com. Get your $200 savings. It is built in when you shop there. Order by 3 p.m. any day. It'll ship the same day, and it'll ship for free. Okay? Comes in discreet as well. Your neighbors don't know you have it. Have the emergency food when you don't need it so that when you do need it, it's waiting for you. Okay? Take $200 off at preparewithchad.com. Preparewithchad.com. Stock up. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
there's just so much gay. We got to get to more gay. There's so much gay. Here it is one more time. Some more gayest shit you've ever seen. Uh, give me the splotches. There it is. <laughs> you know what? You know what's the gayest shit you've ever seen? Mitt Romney talking about how he's going to vote. Mitt Romney. Mamby pamby pasty ass limp wristed cold dead fish handshake Mitt Romney billionaire cook Mitt Romney play clip number five who do you like in the Republican field uh anybody um you know I I would uh, I'd be happy to support virtually any one of the Republicans maybe not Vivek but uh but the others that are running would would be acceptable to me, and I'd be happy to vote for them. I'd be happy to vote for a number of the Democrats too. I mean, would be an upgrade from, in my opinion, from uh, Donald Trump, and and perhaps also from uh, Joe Biden. I, look, I like President Biden. Um, of course, you, know, you I, do. I find him a very charming, engaging person. Look in at some her. Places I agree with him, but most places I disagree with him. Uh, I think he's made all sorts of terrible mistakes. Yeah. But uh, I, I would like to see someone else run. Mm, yeah, there you go. Let, let me let me tell you um, what he just said. He said, "I like Joe Biden. He's a very charming individual. He's fucked everything up, but I like him." I'm just saying that's what Mitt just said. That was my interpretation of his Mormon vernacular, right there. They he screwed everything up. He's made huge, terrible mistakes, but I like him. He's charming. Well, can we just not worry about charming for a little while? Again, can we not worry about nice? Can we not worry about political correctness? Can we just get back to getting results and getting things done? I mean, Joe Biden, pathetic. Joe Biden, his Department of Homeland Security right now. You remember in 2021, Joe Biden decided to prioritize asylum claims that were brought against transgender migrants who sought to cross the border uh, in... Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris claimed that the root, the root, <laughs> the root of illegal immigration from the Northern Triangle countries in Central America was due to LGBTQ discrimination. <laughs> it's all those Honduran gays, man. But again, that, that's the logic from the vice president. But now the Department of Homeland Security is demanding, this is Biden's administration, demanding that border agents use the preferred pronouns of illegal immigrants. That's right. They released a memo. Uh, and that's the whole deal. It goes so far that border agents are prevented by DHS from assuming the gender of an illegal immigrant and must use gender-neutral terminology until they ascertain the person's preferred pronouns. Now, if somebody with brown skin comes across the U.S. border and we start referring to them as it, isn't that racist? <laughs> if we objectify them to the point of making them a thing, like, are they suddenly property? Are we making brown-skinned people property again? We can't identify them by a, a, what we assume to be their gender. There's a memo. The memo, as I said, is called The Guide to Facilitating Effective Communication with Individuals Who Identify as LGBTQ+. Here's all you got to say to them. Go home. <laughs> Take your raggedy ratchet ass and go home. We don't care if you paint your nails, fella. Go home. Border Patrol employees who interact with members of the public to help facilitate effective communications with the diverse public we serve. 
including individuals who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, <laughs> questioning, I'm questioning, uh, intersex, non-binary, gender non-conforming. Oh, my dear God. But Mitt Romney thinks Joe Biden's a charming fella. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, you, you can't do the job of securing the border. Listen to me, guys. Every country on the planet right now has a secure border. I, I, I can't really name one that doesn't. Every, except us. The one that's supposed to be the most exceptional country in the history of mankind. And we're like, you know what? Throw the doors open. Let them come on in. But don't get their pronouns wrong. Don't throw them out too harshly. Cut the razor wire. Let them in. Help them in. Give them a hand. Uh, Oh, and don't forget. Don't forget, if it wasn't complicated enough, some LGBTQI+. I don't know what the I is. I guess that's intersex. This is in the memo. They added an I. They snuck the freaking I in. Wasn't in the title, but it's in the memo. Those individuals may define these terms differently, and the meanings of the terms may change over time. Shit! (laughs) What? What are we doing? What's going on? Are you intersex? I'm questioning. Okay, what are we questioning? I don't know if I'm queer or transgender. You look queer. Come on in. You'll fit right in. We'll send you to San Francisco. Except for when Xi Jinping is here. But other times of the year, you can shit right in the street. It's fantastic. So you got to ask them. If you're, if you're a Border Patrol agent, you got to ask them. I'm going to call my buddies that are Border Patrol agents. I'm going to ask them about this. Be like, you got to do this shit. Because I know, like, I got some cowboy, redneck Border Patrol agent buddies. That, I mean, we've, we've been through some thick and thin stuff um, over the years. In, uh, which means we've drinking a lot of Texas dance halls. Um, you got to ask the individual their preferred pronoun. No, no, let's don't. Let's don't. Secure the border, get them out. So I mean, you're not supposed to ask them. Like this is in the memo. Don't ask the person coming across the border, what are you? So you're supposed to say, I would like to be respectful. What name and pronoun would you like me to use when addressing you? I I don't. Guys, I don't even know where to go with this level of nonsense. I mean, Chad, how many how many of the people even crossing the border get that that question and go, oh, I know what you're saying. I feel like most of them probably go, okay, what? Like (laughs) pronouns, what what are those? Like, I don't think they even understand what's being asked. Oh, my Lord. I'll tell you what. I've spent a lot of time over the years in those uh, Northern Triangle countries. Yeah. Never ran into the issue. Yeah. Ever. I, don't, I think you're probably Ever. just confusing them more when they get here. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador. I've spent a lot of time. Panama. I spent yeah. a lot of time. In the, it, on the Yucatan Peninsula. <laughs> and I don't mean on a cruise ship either. I mean legitimately in the villages way up in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I've, I've talked to village chieftains when I've said, what's the greatest need you have in the village? Never at any time did he say that we get more gender confirming. <laughs> you know what he told me? One time what? he told me. <laughs> up through Seguidapeki. You know what he told me? He said, he said, we need a television. <laughs> 
You know why? <laughs> why? Because they couldn't control everybody from getting pregnant. When the sun went down, they had no entertainment, so they were screwing each other. He said, we're, over, we're overpopulating the village. We can't feed everybody. We need a television because we need something for the village to do at night. They need a distraction. <laughs> but again, those villagers can't get a television and, and overpopulating their village, so... Uh, but make sure Kamala Harris wants you to know it's discrimination for LGBTQI+. Those are the people that that's the reason they're migrating. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Question the authenticity of a person, authenticity of a person who tells you that he, she, or they identifies. What the hell's going on in the world? Dude, Bro. Jokes for days. Uh, what are you? <laughs> Wet back is the wrong answer, okay? The wrong answer. You know what I watched the other day? And I'm not even ashamed to tell you. I was watching some Chappelle show. Oh, my God, dude. Just give me that comedy back. Oh, it was, it was the best. Give it me was, that comedy back. That was the peak of comedy. Oh, uh, I mean, nothing was off limits. Just boom, there it is. Have at it. And it's like, come on, man. If we are really that sensitive, let me me just tell you, if a refugee is coming, a quote, that's your word, a refugee is coming. That's the mainstream word. They're oppressed people. As Nancy Pelosi says, that they don't have any... (laughs) any land to farm anymore there's no more grass to cut down there that's what that's what nancy said nancy said they don't have any land down there. there's no grass to cut so they're coming here so if they're truly refugees that are trying to escape some form of oppressive regime when they get to the land of dreams and freedom called america that great beautiful oh boy uh if they're truly refugees, the first issue is not going to be, did you get my gender correct? Which tells me, again, we're manufacturing oppression in order to bring illegals here, let them cross in without any ramifications, without any consequences. And now, in order to prove the fact that we've manufactured oppression, we have taken away, there's not even refugee status anymore. We don't care about your poor huddled masses, right? We just care about making sure that he, she, and they are Got the right pronouns. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to misgender you. If that's an issue, I can just tell you. I misgendered the queer that was doing the thing a minute ago. I don't even know what that was. I, like, you brought, like, I know I got doubt, Brandon. Well, I was convinced we, that, was a, that, was a, that was a pickle in balls right uh, there. Well, we've reached a point where they're, they really are truly androgynous. I don't know. Short of, like, literally doing a, you know, under the hood check. Go all Crocodile Dundee on them. I don't Just know grab them. That's a, not a Sheila. Yeah, we've reached a point of no return where it's like, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Like, th- I never thought calling them they made sense until now. Now they're getting to the point where it's like, yeah, they, whatever they is. But that ugly thing right there, like that TikToker, I'm not grabbing that junk. No, like, you're no. not even pretty enough to be me too. <laughs> Ugh. You're not pretty enough to be Me Too. You're almost Me Too movement. <laughs> like we question your we question your Me Too creds. Nobody's grabbing that. All right, guys, it's Cyber Monday. Today we're offering 30% off the first year of your Blaze TV Plus subscription when you use code CyberMonday30. 
It's a long one, but you can use it. Cyber Monday 30. This is the gift that keeps on giving perfect for yourself and those you love. When you subscribe to Blaze TV Plus, you get everything on Blaze TV. That means you can watch endless hours of video content from your favorite Blaze TV shows like me. Bonus episodes, documentaries, even exclusive live video chats with the host. Plus, you get premium news content. You'll unlock Blaze News articles featuring thought-provoking opinion and analysis, as well as our new in-depth investigative reporting. It will broaden your perspective on critical issues, and it's now ad-free. And you can join in the subscriber-only comments section and enjoy priority customer support from our, our American-based customer service team for any questions or issues you might have. Give yourself the gift of Blaze TV Plus today. Go to blazetv.com. Use promo code CyberMonday30. That's the number three zero for 30 percent off your first year of blaze tv plus that's blaze tv.com promo code cyber monday 30 hang tight we'll be right back yeah so we know what happened last week in ireland um an algerian immigrant uh, I, I think there was a new york post or whatever said it was a citizen a 20-year citizen that's an immigrant that's an immigrant, Algerian immigrant, um, <laughs> um, stabbed two adults, three children. One of the adults, one of the children, still in critical condition. Um, and then there have been riots that have broken out. Of course, again, they, the media started calling them extreme right wing. No, it's just those, those uh, Irish folks just tired of the bullshit. They're tired of their open borders. They're tired of their crappy government. They're tired of bureaucracy. They're tired of politicians that are just opening the door. And, you know, it's like the president of Ireland who the, one of those uh, uh, Jewish girls was brought back from Hamas, released, and he said she was lost and now she's found. I, I get your kind of quote in the Bible there, but she wasn't lost, bro. She was taken. Um, and then this far left wing nut in Ireland had this to say. They're saying the quiet parts out loud. Play that clip. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. All right, so, so what she said, and you heard it, yeah, that's not dubbed in. She said, we're going to restrict freedoms for the common good. That's what she said. Because, again, you had riots. If that had happened here, if BLM had been doing it, they'd have been called a mostly peaceful protest. But, again, you had riots in Ireland because they're tired of open border policies that are causing people to be victimized. And people like Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter and entrepreneur and businessman, you know, Conor McGregor came out and said, hang them. Hang them. I mean, we they don't put them in jail because they're going to go in there. They're going to serve time. They're going to come out. And they're going to be repeat offenders. And so now they're pulling him up and saying, well, that's hate crime. That's that's hate speech. It's hate crime. And he needs to be held accountable. So, again, here's my issue. Whenever you say that we have to create laws in order to restrict freedoms for the common good, you're doing laws all wrong. You see, laws are not, you go to the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments aren't ten things telling you not to do. They're telling you ten things that protect your freedoms. Like if you'll, if you'll abstain from doing these detrimental, dangerous things, then 
It'll protect the freedoms that you have. So this is actually a freeing thing. It's not to limit you. It's to let you free. So you know, hey, I'm not going to go step on that landmine. Like murdering somebody is wrong. Sleeping with somebody's wife, that's wrong. Wanting to go steal what somebody else has worked hard to have, that's wrong. Idolizing things that are false, that's wrong. Those are going to have detrimental effects on my life. But saying that I'm going to restrict someone from saying what they feel, their opinion, no matter how strong that opinion may be, and say, well, we're going to bring them up on a criminal charge because they said, hey, we need to exact a certain kind of justice here because the crap you're doing ain't working. And you're going to say, no, those are hate crimes, and you're going to penalize that person. That's not for the common good. That's not for the common good. You know what? Open borders are not for the common good. They aren't. People are going to get victimized. People are going to get hurt. People are going to die. It's going to be tragic. We're seeing that happen. Anywhere you see stuff like that taking place where people are not coming to conform, they're not coming to embrace, they're not coming to assimilate, it's a tragic end. If you leave those borders open, that is not for the common good. That's what's happening in Ireland. When people are sick to death of it and fed up, they say, no more of this crap. We got to do something about it. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Let's fight it with what they're bringing at us. You want to bring fire? We're going to bring fire. We're going to win. That's hate speech? It's not hate speech. It's, it's consequential is what that is. It's citizens saying you're restricting our freedoms. We're being victimized because of the crap you've put in place. Your bureaucracy is victimizing the citizens, and you tell us that we're free. And now you're going to restrict us, the law-abiding citizens who are sick to death of it, who are protecting our individuality, taking care of our families, taking care of our communities, and ultimately are willing to die for our country. You're going to tell us that we're the ones that are in the wrong? No, that's not doing laws right, sister. You're doing it all wrong, all wrong. And the results of that are tragic. And I hope the people of Ireland get her ass out of office and they don't stand for it anymore. And we need to make sure it doesn't happen right here because guess what? It already is. Hang tight. Be right back. So Conor McGregor, he said, so what should happen is the Dominican scumbag will attack women. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard to take that lady serious when she sounds like one of the hobbits. She does. Yeah. And I can't ever understand what those people Irish are saying. Irish is just anyway. a funny sounding language, dude. It is. And I spend a lot of time in Ireland. I, I never know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, but he, Conor McGregor said, so what should happen with this demented scumbag who attacked women and kids today? A uh, few years in jail at our expense to get out and repeat. Needs to be deported immediately. Never allowed back. Just hang him. There's no fixing him torture and death <laughs> so that's the that, that's what uh that's what the coach said and then mcgregor responded so torture and death anyway all right um yeah not saying i condone any of that <laughs> but um get them out get them out get them out get them out anyway I'm going to be in Yorktown, Texas Friday night. Where in the world is Yorktown, Texas? It's down near Victoria. So uh, if you want to meander out into the heart of Texas, deep down in South Texas, we're going to be there uh, at 5D on Friday night. Let's pack the house, have a little fun. It's going to be a fun little show. We're kind of winding things down. Then uh, next week, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. And then I'll be in um, uh, St. Cloud, Florida. Had to think about it. End in the year, St. Cloud, Florida. And then we're just chilling. So anyway, uh, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Uh, head over to chadonblaze.com. Do a little shopping. Get your unvaccinated sperm donor shirt. <laughs> 
Yes! And uh, go to our podcast are offered. Leave us a rating and review. Tell us how wonderful we are, please. And, uh, and uh, shout out to the Fact Pack in there who are chatting it up tonight. You guys have been faithful to hang in there and fuss at each other and say hello to everybody. So anyway, good times. Don't forget, subscribe to Blaze. Get Blaze TV Plus, And we will see you tomorrow. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.